You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Want to welcome back to the to the podcast? Nope, not convention because that was the last podcast. Want to welcome back to the podcast, Terry Mayo? Hi, how are you been? I'm good. How are you doing? Mitch? Good, man. Uh, <laughs> I first and foremost, I want to thank you for you know. I know uh, outside of being a very creative man and, and a content producer, a comic book writer, you're also on the front lines of, of COVID right now. Uh, you work in the medical field, and I I, I want to just say how much I appreciate the work you do. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but congratulations on all the success with Wicked Righteous, like. That's pretty amazing, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, I've been happy with it. It's it's been a journey. It's been a 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 really ride. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's we're wrapping up uh, everything with we have a what do we have? We have a one shot coming out with Wick, Wicked Righteous, and then we have the last two episodes or episodes issues coming out, uh, and that should wrap it up for the foreseeable future. I think it's I think it's a good ending point. Uh, I think it's a natural ending point. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that to get out and kind of just <laughs> see what happens with it. And uh, your your Legends book did that? Yeah, so out? Disposable Legends. Disposable Legends. Out, that's right. Uh, it did. Yeah, it came out um, through T Pub, and it was in a lot of shops over in the UK, uh, a, a few shops here in America, and the the final plan for that, I think, at the end of the year. Again, everything kind of yeah, everything is kind of you know. Got put on hold right now, but <laughs> yeah. but uh, the plan at least is for the end of the year. Hopefully, we're going to be having uh, a uh, a big gra- graphic novel uh, awesome. coming out. So because I remember reading uh, some of those pages and really wanted to wanted to dive more into that. So I can't wait to see it. Yeah, no, no, we've touched up a lot of the stuff and and really just got getting it ready to be seen as one big epic instead of issue by issue. So I'm excited for that one. Uh, working on a few more things, a couple short stories here and there. Uh, got a short story in a horror anthology. I want to think in October or November. Okay. Uh, with uh, Dave Schrader from Baby Badass and Charlie Stickney from White Ash and a couple other people here and there uh, uh, are going to be in that. Um, then just a, working on some new things. Working on some new things. Hopefully for next year, we'll see. Any, anything we could talk about right now, or is going to keep it a little uh, bit secret? I mean, nothing that's been announced. I can say that the one that I'm really excited about takes place in. Uh, it's. I guess it'd be like a period piece. I don't know. At this point, it takes place <laughs> in, in the faraway land of 1994. I mean, that's <laughs> over 25 years ago. So, so I would say period away, piece uh, works. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was a long time ago, huh? <laughs> yeah, so it takes place in 94 uh, in the San Fernando Valley, and it has uh, 
a little bit of a Dungeons and Dragons flair to it. So I can say that much. That's awesome. Yeah. But I'm working on that with a guy named uh, Chris Terry. So, uh, we're the Terry and Terry connection. I like it. (laughs) Uh, so, um, like what have you been trying to occupy your time with? I mean, obviously you haven't had any, uh, quarantine isolation time, but, uh, you know, when you're not, Hanging out with the with the, the newest child and you know uh, <laughs> writing and working and everything that's going on, right? And all my free time. <laughs> oh yeah, all that free time. I mean, after all those hours are counted up. Yeah, I um, well, I've got I've been, I'm excited because I've been working on this uh, show, this YouTube thing. So I I'm borderline disabled with technology. Like <laughs> I'm, you don't want me to touch anything because I will break it. Uh, if it's electronic, uh, it's gone. If it's in my hands, so I've been—I uh, <laughs> don't know how I've got a show right now, but uh, but it's doing pretty good. It's called Behind the Booth, and it's uh, it's on uh, YouTube. Uh, so I think I just wrapped up the fifth episode, and uh, I'll be editing the sixth episode uh, later tonight. That's uh, going to be with Charlie Stickney. He's on that one. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically how do I put it. I guess. Yeah. What was what's the what's the pitch for it? What's the what was the <laughs> initial idea? Well, the initial idea is that I was uh, knew I was going to be missing conventions. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get that fix of like talking to people and like just I don't know if I can shoot the crap with them, and then <laughs> and just catching up and, and then talking about art and talking about comics and talking about all the things that we love to go to conventions for. So um, I was like, well, I I could fix that, I guess. <laughs> so. Instead of just going on other people's shows all the time, I could just I can have my own and bring people to me and and we could just talk and have some fun. So um, that's kind of where it came from. It's about a 15 to 20 minute show, give or take. Uh, We usually have a a little game in there somewhere, either anywhere from trivia to. So I had um, Don Wynn was on the show the other day and we did something called Drawn Out Conversation Mm -hmm. where. where I don't know where I got this, but so I can't draw to save my life. Like my, <laughs> my notes to my artists are are worse than my verbal notes. So if I try to draw something out, they're just like, no, 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 no. Just tell me, <laughs> send me a picture, <laughs> send me a stock photo, something. So um, I we took uh, I got consent from uh, a cosplayer named Miss uh, Miss Marvelous Cosplay, and she sent us a picture, and we and and Don and I both drew this picture. I drew with my given hand because I can't draw. And then Don drew it with his opposite hand. So, oh. his, <laughs> so, so we were sitting there drawing as we're talking, and I'm asking him 10 questions. And when the 10 questions are over, then we both show what we came up with. Uh, Don still kicked my ass. He's still, <laughs> even using his opposite hand, he just put me to shame. But, uh, but just stuff like that. Just It's, it's a fun show. I, I'm really having fun with it. Um, yeah, and, and I'm getting that fix of being able to talk to people uh, pretty frequently. Yeah. So how much how much prep work are you going into? Like you said, ten questions. Like, are you? Uh, is it all? Is it like off the cuff on the fly? Or are you just? Are you prepping? No, I mean, one, for the most part, I do, do try to do a deep deep dive into like social media and then talking to them and asking them if there's anything they enjoy and if there's any like uh, hobbies that they have. Just stuff that I can kind of base the conversation around because I don't want it to all be about. The convention. I do, I do, because really I do miss that personal connection. Yeah. So just trying to keep it as natural conversation as I can. Uh, but I was talking to Russell Nolte. 
and, and he's pretty business across the board. So it was hard for me to just latch on to anything. So at the last minute, we were about to start recording. And I was like, there's got to be something that you're into, Russ, anything. He's like, well, I am. I do like Harry Potter. So that was the one that it was, all, all, okay, in the last minute, like literally five minutes before we started, I was like, okay, so during our game, I'm just going to start naming off spells and you tell me what you think they are uh and it turned out being pretty cool uh, <laughs> so as i'm doing i'm kind of scrolling through my phone looking for spells and <laughs> but it was it was pretty cool i had fun with it yeah and i hope i hope he did too so how many do you have uh, a a slew of episodes in like coming do you do you have them yeah so i have uh quite a few recorded and like i said i i uh there's five episodes out right now mm-hmm um, and I've also got just a few random videos uh, on the on the channel as well. Uh, also doing a, a web comic, which I haven't done since I first started getting published a couple of years ago. So, but I, I you know, I just figured, I, why not? So, <laughs> so I, I've been attaching a, a web comic to the to the site as well. So uh, I'm writing it. Uh, a guy named Tom uh, Chio is drawing it, and then Warren Montgomery is doing the letters for it. And then uh, every week we put out a page, and then I do voice acting over it. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I do voice acting very terribly over it, and then and then I put it up on YouTube. <laughs> so, what are you using to uh, record the two different sides of the conversation? Uh, I'm using Streamyard. Um, I tried Zoom a couple times, and I don't mind Zoom, but it just, I think it just calls back to the dozens and dozens of meetings that I have every day at work. Mm, so, mm-hmm. so I was like, this, I don't want to do this. I don't want to look at the same outline. <laughs> so I changed <laughs> it up to StreamYard, uh, which I enjoy. I like StreamYard. I like the interface of it. Um, and then I, so I recorded, I haven't done any live shows yet, but I, I have some live shows coming up. Um, but I didn't want to just jump into that. Cause like I said, I, I, I'll screw it up somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and then I edit it in a uh, software, I I think it's called Movavi. I think is the name of the software. But are you using a separate, like uh, audio recording, or are you using? Is it all just through the the Streamyard, or it's all through Streamyard? Yeah. So it's. Uh, I mean, I've, I've got my. I don't even know if this is basic. I don't even know what I've got. But I've got. <laughs> I've got just my USB mic uh, for like if I'm doing one of the drawn out conversations mm-hmm. where I'm recording my. Then I've got a 4K camera pointed at my drawing, and then the the webcam pointed at me and then uh same thing on the other end and then they just send me the video of them you know doing their drawing um so it's, it, it seems pretty simple setup but i do like the way it comes it comes out uh once it's all edited mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i mean maybe i'm biased but i think it looks pretty good <laughs> no it, it does it looks great <laughs> so uh, how much did forethought or uh research did you do before you started uh started up the project Probably not enough. Uh, it probably would have saved me some money if I had thought about it a little bit. <laughs> and, and at the same time, I probably wouldn't have done it if I thought about it too. There much. you go. Um, yeah. So I mean, I because I, I went out, I got a green screen, I got <laughs> got all this stuff <laughs> that I haven't used <laughs> uh, just for this show. And I was like, you know, and I ordered like a 4K webcam that still hasn't come, uh, just because again, uh, priorities. I think you know people were, were were working from home, still are working from home in some places. Uh, and I think their priority in getting their stuff that they need to do their job, not for my, my silly behind the booth show, but, uh, 
So I'm okay with just waiting. But but I ordered like so much stuff that I had no clue what it did. Uh-huh. That when it got here, I was like, I don't know how to hook any of this up. So, <laughs> so I so I keep it pretty basic. Um, I keep it pretty basic. <laughs> but but I did do some research, some basic research on what the best laptop to have, computer software, editing, uh, microphone, like dumbest, most basic, but best, best in the basic dumb area. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What is your um, criteria for for your guests at this point? Uh, I think anybody that wants to have fun and talk about anything, comics or movies or Dungeons and Dragons or Star Wars, just anybody who's down to have a good time. Uh, I don't, you know me, I I stay away from controversy. I don't like politics. I don't like religion. I don't like anything that's going to ruffle feathers, really. Uh, Because, you know, I mean, there's a time and place for that and, on a on a YouTube comic book channel, I don't feel like is the time or the place. There you go. What, so, are, is, are you using a lot of uh, the the networking connections that you've made throughout through comics and, and conventions? I am. Uh, yeah, I think out of everyone that I've had on so far, there's only been one or two that I that was a fresh meeting the first time. Uh, I had Chris uh, Northrop on from uh, Box uh, Machina, the the Critical Role comic book. Oh, okay. Um, he came on and it was the first time I met him was on zoom. Uh, but everyone went and, and one other person. Uh, but for the most part, I'd either met them in person, had a conversation with, with them, had a drink with them. Uh, so it's been, it's been good. And it's either been a friend, friend of a friend, friend of a friend of a friend, that kind of connection thing. Um, and I am starting to get more people, uh, contacting me saying, Hey, I've seen the show. And if you're looking for anybody to come on, um, yeah, so I'm down. I mean, I've, I've scheduled one today with some uh, really independent guys from Texas. Uh, I met him when I was doing a signing out there maybe three years ago at a comic book shop. Uh, and they said that they got a comic book out now. And I was like, well, cool. Let's come on. Let's talk about it. So <laughs> so that's my criteria. Just if you want to have fun, if you want to talk about nerdy stuff, then let's do it. <laughs> so you, you you said you've been filling your time with uh, with Dungeons & Dragons too, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. What what's your what's your go to character? Uh, um, you know, I, I my go to always has been fighter because it was the easiest for me. I started off as a fighter like in the nineties, uh, like with three version three. Uh, I think it was what it yeah, was. Third edition. Third edition, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was third. Uh, start off with fighter, and I would always go the route of like uh, using a bow. So from a distance. So um, <laughs> just within the last year, I kind of started migrating. I have a sorcerer character who's like a tiefling, a winged tiefling. But the one that I'm using right now, and it's I'm actually, uh, we're doing, strangely, we're doing a, uh, every Wednesday we have a show on YouTube mm-hmm. <laughs> and we live stream our, our game uh, that we play. Um, and that's through Freddie Packard. He's a writer with uh, Source Point Press. So it's me, another writer from Source Point, Source Point Press. That's hard to say, and and myself and a couple other people uh, get together and we and we play our game. And I play a grung rogue, so I'm a little frog rogue. Oh wow! All right, yeah, what a Scottish accent. Yeah. So is is this is this been the first time that you've played like on a recording, so to speak? <clears throat> it is. It took some getting used to, uh, but we use Roll Twenty. Uh, I think is what the dm has uh I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is roll 20 uh and then we dnd beyond uh and then we just so i have my setup with my two screens uh and then 
yeah, so I mean, it, it is pretty streamless the way the DM has it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> there is that certain uh, detachment because I'm, I'm around the table. It's sometimes hard for me to just throw out a good accent, but just something about being in my office and we're playing, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Hey, princess, it's time for us to get into action," and just like throwing out an accent from nowhere and like. <laughs> <laughs> you feel you know, it's the amenity of the internet You're just like oh well i'm in here by myself i could just do this real quick exactly exactly so in that way it's freeing um yeah in that way it's freeing and, I, and, and so for the role-playing aspect of it i do think it, it it adds something to it um yeah and i'm hoping that the people that have seen it because i know we're, we're starting to build up a few people that are watching it every week uh but they're getting something out of it too so that's, uh, I guess that, that kind of goes into the uh, question I wanted to know, like knowing that you're, you have an audience, have you, do you feel like you've made any, like you, you're making decisions for your character that you wouldn't normally make or you're not making decisions that you would normally make? Uh, Are you playing the character different than you would? I, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I well, sorry, I, I do feel like I'm, mm, making decisions knowing that it's someone's entertainment as well. You okay. Know? Uh, besides just mine. Mm-hmm. So as a fighter, when I would play as a fighter, I was just, I, I wanted to be the strongest in the room. I didn't care about anything else. And it was more about the fight. And it was, and I was happy just being in my little shell waiting my turn. And then our role playing was just like, oh, oh, okay, I'm going to kill you. And then, you know, <laughs> you kill someone. Uh, but there is something knowing that at some point someone can log on and just, get attached to a character or, or watch and want to get invested in the show that you feel like, okay, well, I need to step this up and, and make some decisions that I, if someone was to watch episode one to two to three to four to five and on, that there could be callback moments, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like my favorite things in movies and comics are things that happen and they're like little fish hooks that, oh, you catch somebody and it reminds them of something that happened in the first episode or the first issue. Uh, so just leaving like a little breadcrumbs, or planning things out. So I am finding myself doing a lot more role playing and writing for my character as far as mapping them out. Okay. So maybe putting too much thought into it. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I, I think that's interesting. I, I mean, how, how would I, I've never had to play when being recorded. So I wanted to know if I would, I want to know if I can get in that headspace of, uh, if, would I make different decisions? Cause I too, whenever I, I play, I usually play some type of fighter and, I'm in there just to try and tank everything like as, <laughs> as much as I can. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see if it would make a difference. So, yeah. Uh, do you see yourself venturing out character class wise? Um, <clears throat> well, you know, I'm playing a rogue and I've never played, never played a rogue before. Um, so in that sense, I mean, but I'm still playing the same way that I always have uh-huh. until my DM. But, you know, like I played a fighter who was an archer. Now I'm just a rogue who's an archer. So, <laughs> so, it's, so it's not that big of a stretch. Uh, so I am I am trying to think of ways that I can, you know, kind of branch out and, and make it new for me uh, so that I can make mistakes and I can, you know, learn something from it as well. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Now, do you see, I, and I don't know, have you have you ever DM'd a game? I, well, I've DM'd, but it's been mostly for like, my kids okay my kids friends and <laughs> i am i am writing a one shot uh, there you I, go that's what i was gonna get at yeah i'm writing a one shot uh that you know maybe we can do once we're all back around the table you know uh 
So it's nothing in anytime soon, but it is, uh, well, hopefully if, in, if any of my D and D party are watching this, they need to turn it off now. But <laughs> my one shot is basically, it's going to revolve around. Have you, have you played the lost minds of, uh, Vandal, Vandal, Vandalin, Vandalvare? Well, <laughs> I the have starter not. Kit that came, yeah, <laughs> the starter kit that came out for, uh, what is it? Five fifth edition. Yeah. Uh, there is mention of that. Well, the mountain, the the Mount Hot Now, that uh, created that lava river that flows through Neverwinter. So it's around that time period of when the the mountain erupted, and it uh, revolves around the city of Thundertree. Um, so anybody who has played the starter edition knows these areas. <laughs> but that's where my one shot would be revolving around. Would be about 40 years before the starter set mm-hmm. around the city of Thunder Tree. So, so I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of throw in some characters that were in the starter kit, but in a different setting, a different time, maybe changing, adding to what made them the characters that they are in the starter set. So then for writing a story like this that would be interactive, uh, are you approaching it differently than the way you normally write? <clears throat> I am because I, I feel like it's almost one of those like uh, those old school uh, choose your adventure type uh-huh. books, <laughs> you know, where I feel like I have to have different avenues to go because because um, it is a one shot and it's going to be kind of constrained. There is going to be that kind of almost what is it railroading to where you're like navigating the right. path. Right? It's not going to be as open where they're like, oh, you have these many choices. No, there's a, there's a narrative. That you have to <laughs> uh, so there's that, but also you're dealing with humans who are making their choices that they want to make um, and trying not to try not to take the fun out of it for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? While still getting them to the end point of the campaign uh, is, is probably what I'm the biggest struggle that I'm having right now. Uh, trying to make sure that it's still fun. I guess. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when, since this would, would mean you'd be dealing with, Maybe not so much uh, set characters because you're doing it 40, 40 years before the starter set, but like you're operating within a world that's already there. Like, mm-hmm. how does that feel as opposed to when you're creating your own world? Right. Uh, it's different. It's different because there's only been one project that I've worked on in comics uh, where it was a, a licensed piece. Mm-hmm. And then I had like a constraints on, on my imagination. Uh, and it did remind me a little bit of uh, working with editors like when I did screenwriting in the 90s and getting assignments. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it kind of, which for me, that's kind of part of, well, the biggest reason I got out of screenwriting is because they didn't want me to, but <laughs> <laughs> they said, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Just ahead um, of your time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the way I feel about it was <laughs> that I had, there was those constraints and it kind of took the fun out of it. It became more of a job than a hobby. Okay. It became more of a job than a passion. Than a passion. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, so, so there's that aspect of it, but because I'm not doing this for like, quote unquote, the man, I'm doing it for me, <laughs> but I have these constraints. They're kind of chosen constraints. They're my self-implied constraints, which kind of frees me up to be like, okay, well, this person, this person obviously can't die because they're in the starter set or this and this has to happen because this is the way it was in the starter set. But there's nothing in the literature that says how it got to that point. So it's kind of up to my imagination on how it's going to get there and how the characters are going to kind of be affected by it. So, 
So that's fun. That's fun. Given the characters that already exist, a backstory that, that haven't been written uh, is fun to me. And maybe one day, you know, Dungeons and Dragons will make it official, not yep. mine, but, but for right now, <laughs> mine will be, mine will be the official version for my group. <laughs> so then D and D campaigns, comic books, graphic novels, uh, screenplays, like is there another form of writing that you'd love to, to tackle at some point? You're going to go to TV, uh, some radio plays. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, and that's my, my wife says that I jump into things like head first. Like I, I don't look, I get interested in things and I just, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> and so I agree with that. So I don't know. I, I can't say no because here in a couple months, who knows something might catch my eye and I'll be like, Oh, well, I've got, a Tuesday afternoon free every other week. I might, <laughs> I might dedicate myself to this. <laughs> dedicate yourself to the all American great novel, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but for right now, I mean, and I'm happy and I'm never not content with what I'm doing. Um, it's just adding on to, to my fun, I guess. So just to, to jump on to a little <clears throat> bit more of a serious note, uh, earlier in the year or last year, uh, you also got sick. Like, how did that, I mean, I don't know how much you want to extrapolate on how <laughs> sick you got, but how did that affect your writing? Uh, well, I mean, it, it really, it stopped my writing is what it did. It mm-hmm. just, um, you know, you, I've, I've always been uh, medically, I guess, fragile. I don't know what you want to call it, but I've always had medical issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been something I've been able to maintain and work with and, you know, but uh, during that time, I wasn't uh, I wasn't going to my real job, my like my my nursing nine to five job, uh, and I was just at a point where all my energy was either being sapped from the treatments I was getting or the surgery I was having or whatever. To uh, I didn't have that extra time, I guess to 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 give to to writing and that stuff. The the extra time that I had, I really wanted to just kind of give to my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I didn't, you know, you don't know during those times. I mean, they give you percentages, they give you odds and everything like that. Uh, and no matter what the odds are, you're always like, you look at the the worst case scenario and you're like, oh man, that <laughs> that 20% or that 30%, even though that's, you know, I'm, I'm in good odds, there's still though that 20 or 30%. It's still 20, 30%, yeah. And the last thing I want is to for my kids to feel like they didn't have enough time with me or that I was in my office doing something I shouldn't have been doing instead of spending time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and it was more their prompting and prodding that got me back into writing after I got sick um, or, <clears throat> or after I was in remission to kind of get back into things and start, you know, becoming me again. Cause they're, that's kind of what they said is that, you know, you're, you're, you're a writer, you're a creator. So you need to write and create uh, if you're not doing it, you're not being you. So, so my kids are wise. There you go. It's, I mean, good raising right there. So <laughs> there you go. Um, so I mean, most people say write what you know. Is that something that you incorporate into your writing? Is that to get it out there to to you know get it off your mind or at least to have it away from you? Like, does it help you to write about it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think there's so much that I've written that. <clears throat> may not ever see the light of day and and that's probably my most personal stuff mm-hmm. but i think everything that i write has a little piece of me in there uh some more than others obviously 
but yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. You write what you know, whether it's a little bit of something or a lot of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's impossible to just detach completely and not leave just a little bit of a fingerprint behind. Did you have, did you have uh, like all of your current works that were open at the time, like done uh, or? So the last four issues of, of Wicked Righteous uh, were still pending when I got sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released the, the, what was it? I don't even know now, third and fourth issue of the third, second volume. Uh, so those are out. And now five and six are going to come out uh, and they're kind of bigger. They're going to be bigger books um, page wise count or page count wise. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, no, the, so those were pending and it was more cause at the time before I got sick, I was like, well, this can be like an ongoing thing. This can be, I can move this into volume three and volume four if, if the publisher wants me to. Um, but it really was while I was sick that I kind of, and, and with COVID-19 happening and just, you know, the world changing and uh, your outlook changes on things. Um, that I was like, you know, I think I got an idea and I was like, this is a better ending mm-hmm. than just stretching this out for no reason. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm happy with how it's ending there. Um, so I could have put out five and six while I was sick, but I didn't, I, I, I would rather end it the way I wanted to end it, I think. Okay. All right. More pleasant things to talk about. What, <laughs> what is it that you're, you're consuming right now? Entertainment wise. <clears throat> oh man. Um, so much. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I've been getting a bunch of stuff from, from creators that are coming on the show and it's stuff that hasn't like come out yet. So, uh, Bob Sally sent me, uh, his book, Broken Gargoyles, that's coming out through Source Point. Uh, and honestly, I, that's one of the better books I've read in a long time, uh, Broken Gargoyles. Um, ugh, Charlie Stickney's White Ash, I'm digging that, uh. I've, I've tried to catch up with a lot of the DC and Marvel stuff that I, that I wasn't picking up. Cause for a long time I was strictly getting like Kickstarter stuff and indie stuff. And, and then I'd wait for the trades for Marvel and DC. Uh, but then kind of getting back into the floppies a little bit. Um, so what is that right now? The, uh, not the deceased, but the, the storyline after that. Uh, Oh, uh, I know it too. And I can't think of it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but that I am getting into that DC more than than Marvel now. I, I've always I grew up making mine Marvel, and I just kind of as I got older, kind of made that transition. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. Um, the book wise, I did pick up the latest. Uh, what is it? Hunger Games book. I have a plan on digging into that at some point. Oh, is that the one about President Snow? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be reading that one at some point. Um, Picked up the latest Stephen King novel. I need to pick the one Institute. I think, well, it's probably not his latest now, but it's the latest <laughs> to me. But <laughs> I picked that one up and I'll be reading that one. Uh, so I, I'm always reading uh, at somewhere, something. Um, but as far as TV shows, gosh. Um, you know, I haven't really got invested in too many things since Game of Thrones ended, and that's been a minute. Oh, it's, yeah, it's uh, been a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But there's. Yeah, I can't think of anything that I've been, oh my gosh, just like attached to. You know, like that weekly thing where you're like, okay, I got to watch this. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, have you, yeah, did I, you check out Watchmen? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did watch that. I did watch that. 
but I think I, I came on, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of the movie, which I don't know, I guess either you are or you aren't. I am. I, I did, you are you? Okay, yeah, yeah I really like the movie. Uh, I like the, the movie book, more obviously. than I like the book. I, I know that's blasphemy, but I like the movie more than I like the book. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I would say it was, I, I think that the, even as close as they were, um, they were almost like a different story to me. Like, yeah, definitely. You know? So, um, so I, it, Watchmen, the TV series, wasn't one of those series that I was like, okay, it's premiering tonight. I'm going to watch it tonight. It's one of those that uh, a couple episodes would come out, then I'd watch it, then a couple more. And then after I'd seen the first couple, uh, like four or five, then I was like, okay, it's coming on. This yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So that, that, that was a good show. Me out of the, um, water. the the boys, I did enjoy the that. boys. Um, how do you how do you feel about that? All these TV shows that are kind of like now doing the whole deconstruction of comic or at least superheroes. Like that's exactly what Watchmen is, and that's exactly what he the the boys is like. Mm-hmm. Or, or Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Umbrella Academy too. Uh, which I wasn't as big of a fan. I mean, I watched it, and I think I watched the last couple episodes just because I watched the first cup few first mm-hmm. couple. Uh, so it was more like a completionist type thing, but. So I didn't get as much in the Umbrella Academy as I probably should have. But um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I think on one hand, I think it's really cool that, that so many uh, options are out there now. Like 10-year-old me would have never dreamed that this would be a reality where you just <laughs> turn on any station and you can just pick from things that you love. Um, so in that hand, I think it's really good, really cool. Uh, and then on the other hand, I'm wondering if it's going to wash it out, you know, just like make it white noise for everything else. Uh, so that scares me a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know how big of a, uh, Green Lantern fan you are with, uh, with the, with your, your new love for DC or not. But, uh, I, if HBO max is actually getting this Green Lantern core movie or show, I'm, I really want to see what that looks like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there needs, I mean, they can't get much worse than the movie was. Yeah. So even if it's mediocre, it's a step above. But no, it looks cool. And I, I actually I didn't even realize I had HBO Max until last night because uh, I had just the normal HBO. But I thought HBO Max was like another add-on. I was like, I'm not adding it on. Yeah. But I turned it on to find a documentary, and I was like, Oh, we got Max, babe. Look. <laughs> <laughs> so so we stuck on that for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no. It, it, I'm all about the comic book shows and the comic book movies. And, you know, I want to support however I can all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And at some point I'm just hoping that there's not going to be a tipping point where it's like, okay, this is just enough. And we're so tired of this kind of stuff. And that it's something that can keep uh, growing and becoming new with each couple of years where it's like a new iteration of, of the same thing, Mm -hmm. Uh, keeping it fresh for people. Cause otherwise it's just like X-Men, the last stand over and over and over and over. (laughs) I mean, I, I think with the the way people are seeing that, hey, we need to have more content to stay for people to stay home. Like, I, I could I could see the IP still being around for a while. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You said you were reading a lot of Kickstarter uh, projects and stuff like that. What's some of the best ones that you checked check out checked out in the, in the last couple uh, of years? Well, the last couple, I picked up a few. So. Uh, and I'd be lying if I could remember the name. I am excited about uh, Immortal, I think is the publisher name, Immortal something. Immortal Global, maybe, uh, is the new publisher. And they're coming out with like a this uh, Wuju take on uh, characters. Um, and again, 
Charlie Stickney's involved in that. He's involved in a lot, uh, <laughs> but he's involved in that. Uh, and that looks really good. That came out today. And I think it, if it hadn't met its goal already, then it's going to uh, really soon. Um, I think when I pledged, it was already like at about 8,000 of the 10,000 that I was asking for. And that was mid afternoon. Uh, but it's called the, the adept. And that one looks really good. Um, always supporting my girl, Christy Shin, cause her stuff is like so underground and like, raw <laughs> like in every sense of the word uh I, I had her on the show not too long ago and we were talking about how her stuff feels like like when you're a little kid and you're reading these books you shouldn't be reading under the covers and you hear footsteps and you like slam it closed and hide it under the pillow that's what her <laughs> stuff feels like to me and i'm like in my 40s so <laughs> you know so it's got that taboo feel to it that that underground taboo feel which is kind of cool um what else? Uh, James Rocha just sent me some stuff. I think Sav- Savagers is that Scavenger Scavengers. Uh, I haven't opened it yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Do you um, sleep? What's do I sleep? Yeah, not not as much as I probably should. There's, there's, probably, <laughs> there's probably something medically wrong with me where I need more time. <laughs> but I, you know, when you work in the medical field, you learn how to stay up past what you're supposed to you know and i had a doctor tell me once uh because he was always on call like 24 7 you call him and he sounds like he's just free hello uh and we asked him doc do you ever sleep he said i'll sleep enough when i'm dead (laughs) can't argue with a medical professional so there you go uh okay so where where can uh people find behind the booth so behind the booth is uh on youtube it's uh under the channel the channels is my name is terry mayo and behind the booth is one of the shows on the, on the Terry Mayo channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's where it's at. And it's, it's one a week. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. So I release them every Saturday. So I record a couple every week, uh, give or take. And then every Saturday I'll, I'll release a brand new one. Uh, and in between I'll do like little things here and there. Like we, my, <laughs> my wife and I did like a public service announcement about wearing gloves. That's right. Uh, which for whatever reason is the most popular, most popular video on the channel, but <laughs> <laughs> probably cause my beautiful wife is in there and I'm, it's not just my face looking at the screen, <laughs> but, uh, but that one's doing pretty good. And and so we're, we've done a few more and then the locks comp, well, I, I didn't tell you the name of it, but the web comic that I'm doing is lock. It's called locks, the forbidden and locks as the character from my, uh, dungeons and dragons campaign that I do every there Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, and and you're also you can also be found on the on your Facebook page, right? The it's a, there's a behind the booth Facebook page, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it is that Facebook page behind the booth, uh, and then all my social media stuff is at MayoTL. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm out there. If you're looking for me, I'm there. Well, thank you once again uh, for coming on the show and and talking to me. Um, I I can't wait till when we can actually see each other in person again. That'd be it'd be amazing. Uh, but I, I really appreciate it and all the work that you're doing, and I'm glad that you're you're doing better. Thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, if you if anybody'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia G E M G E N stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekleapmedia.com. Please rate and review our podcast on any one of the podcatchers so that you can spread the word of how much you like our show. <laughs> uh, Terry, if you remember how we sign out, it's 
I say always remember to, and then you just say geek out with me. Got it. <laughs> but until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. <laughs> this concludes our broadcast.